Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Welcome to another edition of the hard cap, everybody. My name is Peter and joining me today are Chris and Alex. What's up, gentlemen? Super Bowl. Super. It was on Super my birthday. That was pretty Bowl. awesome. I didn't think about that ahead of time because, I mean, it's always close to my I birthday. I was going to say. Yeah, but a week out, I mean, next year, yeah, it fell on my birthday this year. It's pretty awesome. Before we get started, I think we should all wish Alex a very happy belated birthday. Alex, HBB, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, Alex, on your birthday, did you think about how you haven't been better than me at fantasy football in like a long, super long time? I I forget about fantasy football. Happy birthday, buddy. I hope it was great. The day after the draft. That's when I forget. <laughs> sure. like, oh, yeah. yeah. We're, like, mm. we're playing the league. That's right. Yeah. Play it cool. Play it cool. <laughs> that is a great time to forget, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Happy and then, birthday, and then, Oh, mercy. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So, so yeah, man, how did you celebrate on this uh, on that Super Bowl Sunday? What did you guys do? Watch the Super Bowl. I mean, what other better way to do it than to watch the Super Bowl and have some, some nice appetizers and food? During the Super Bowl, it's pretty awesome. Sounds like a good time, buddy. Chris, how was your Super Bowl weekend? It was great. I got a, I got to experience way too much food that is not good for me at all, and it was mm-hmm. delicious in every way possible. Did, Isn't did it your always wife man? make the the buffalo dip? Yeah, she did. She made that. She made these little pretzel balls that we could dip in hot cheese, like liquid Ooh. cheese. She had little pizza pull aparts that were like biscuit bread with with mozzarella cheese on the inside and pepperoni so that was good man she made all kinds of good stuff dips that 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 sounded like a greasy delicious mess those pizza pull aparts we're talking about here's the other thing that she made she made these desserts she made a cake but the best thing she made it was a brownie but it was round in like a pie pan so it's the size of a pie and inside the brownie was the the vanilla oreos and then a layer of caramel underneath those. And on top of the brownies were sprinkles. And the whole thing was baked. I can't even describe to you the flavors that exploded. <laughs> that seemed like My a whole lot of sugar. just blew up. It's just oh, sugar yeah. upon sugar upon sugar. But delicious, right. yeah, I'm sure. My insides hurt. And then I kept eating more. <laughs> that was, checks. That definitely checks out. That your insides would be killing you after mm-hmm. that. Yep. But that sounds amazing, man. So, Pete, Pete what did you have for uh, for your footage on the menu? Well, being the uh, the Italian that I am, we had manicotti for uh, for our Super Bowl dinner. Um, so nice, uh, a nice little baked Italian dish, and then of course we did have some uh, some buffalo chicken dip ourselves. I brought some steak and onion flavored potato chips, which are amazing until you get to the aftertaste, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's just a chemical flavoring. Um, but initially, they're fantastic. <laughs> For that split second. But I mean, and that's why mm-hmm. the, the Buffalo Chicken Dip won, because it's just a classic. Uh, you can't Bowl. go wrong with it. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. So that's that's you why really it won during our, our little competition here. Actually, I had the I made a, a we don't have a White Castle here. So I had to make the oh, White Castle sliders myself at home. I know. <laughs> oh, but it was wow. Yeah. Did you poke holes in them? <laughs> No, I didn't go that far, but uh, I got this little Did recipe. Steam Actually, them? I guess the the main part of the recipe is that you put onion soup mix in the meat, 
and that that helps with uh, making it taste like a White Castle burger. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you the recipe. It's good. It's good. Was it like overly you, greasy, sloppy, so the bun kind of slid off, like it was glued to the bottom of the burger, but also sliding you know, off of it at the same as, time? As far as greasy and sloppiness, you definitely won that one, Chris. It wasn't as as bad as, as your oh, menu, okay. but uh, they were, they were pretty delicious uh, nonetheless. Well, that sounds great, Alex. And and obviously there was a game that happened that Sunday too. Oh, right. right. I, if yeah. I remember, besides the food, right, right. And we made a bet. What, whatever on the game. happened, we made did those, a bet. On did the, the game. Rams actually end up winning? You know, it was a close. The Rams game, won. Oh, the Rams! Oh, Chris, game. that means you yeah. won the bet, doesn't it? No, because I didn't cover the spread. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Right. Ouch. Three and a half points, man. That half point will always get you. Yeah, it's sad too. I, f- I felt bad for you know Joe Burrow. They had a shot that was really cool. It was, a, I mean, it was a cool ending. They had a shot. He wasn't as mobile as he could have been at the end of the game. It's kind of sad because you you know even though they lost, you know one team was going to end up at the club afterwards, you know, and but somebody wasn't. You know, the saddest part is that the Rams ended up at the club and Joe Burrow and his squad. They were just on some gin and juice by themselves, man. No, bro. You know. The, the saddest part is when, when football players lose at the Super Bowl, they don't get to go to the club. Did you really? know that? No, they. If I did they not wanna, know that. You didn't know. See, see, when you lose, football players have to they have to go somewhere else to dance. They have to go to the. Where's that, Chris? To the football. To to the to the where? <laughs> the f- football. <laughs> okay. Where All right. They go dancing. That's, uh, wow. that's that a, a joke. That was a special that's, one there, buddy. That's number let's one. Let, let's, let's, let's let our listeners in on that little tidbit of information here. So so Chris <laughs> lost the bet. <laughs> and and by losing the bet, he's forced now to say some terrible dad jokes, which Peter oh, and I have provided. And that was mine. So, you know, tried hard. It's, it's pretty tough to give a de- good delivery on that one. So... We have we have Peter's gem coming on later on in the show, so <laughs> tune in for that one. <laughs> That'll definitely be something for you guys to look forward to. Trust me, it's it's both bad and outdated. You're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> the good sport, good sport, Chris. I mean, you, you you took the spread. You weren't confident about it, but you, took, you still took the it's spread true. to make the bet. So I, we, we appreciate bet. that. Yeah, uh, Peter and I ended up being the winners. Rams. Ended up winning the whole thing though, but uh, but yeah, the the Bengals gave it a good try. Uh, Drew Port, he's a he's a warrior. Um, he I mean he he did not yeah. leave the game. He was obviously injured. If he if a trainer saw him, they would have taken him out of the game. But he stayed in there like a true warrior does, and he he played out through the end. But um, I I hope I hope we see him in another Super Bowl. Actually, I saw this this bit of information that was shocking, but it looks like the last sixteen quarterbacks. They got to the Super Bowl on their first try and lost. Never made it back. So hopefully he doesn't fall. Dan Marino. Really? Yeah. Last 16. That happened to Dan. He was his second season, just like Joe Burrow. Dan Marino was in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. He never made it back. And you never would you have know, thought. Happened to, happened to Rex Grossman, too, didn't it? Yeah. Rex, Rex was in. He wasn't his second year. I think it no, was no, his no. fourth year. It, it was just the first first time. It's not about oh, being the second saying. year. I think gotcha. Dan Marino did it his rookie year. Didn't he go? It was his second it was rookie year. year. Wasn't it second year? I thought, I thought it was his rookie year. Double check. Double check. I'm pretty sure it was his second. I could be wrong, but either way, it doesn't matter. The point is, I get what you're saying, Alex. You know, when you 
when you're a young quarterback, you get there and you lose, you're toast. I, I think the bottom line is there's no assumptions when it comes to the NFL. You know, yeah. it's yeah, you may never you, make you it. Really, better. you gotta be. You gotta either be one of the best of all time to keep making it like a, a Tom Brady or someone like that, or, you know, yeah. you get lucky like an guys, Aaron Rodgers and you win. Do you guys one. want to hear the list? Is Jim Kelly, is Jim Kelly on there? Oh no. He Jim went Kel- four times uh, in a row and didn't a, it, win. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's just in like six, 16. All right. So, so Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Rex Grossman, of course, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe. Man, I feel bad for Drew Bledsoe in so many ways. Wow. Uh, Neil O'Donnell and Stan Humphreys, who played for the Chargers, if you've never heard of him. But yeah, it's it's quite a list. Chris Chandler was the quarterback of the Falcons when they lost to the Packers in 96, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Was it? 90, I'm not sure. If it was 96. I'm not I sure. I think it was. Year, but yeah, he was definitely the dirty bird. That whole situation. That, that was a fun year for for Atlanta. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it today, Alex. It looks like you made a mistake, my friend. What happened? So I okay. We all made the mistake. Let me just make that clear. But I, I'm gonna take onus of this one. I mean, on on here, I see Alex's big mistake. Yeah, I'm not taking. I'm, but, I'm taking the majority of the blame here. I'm taking the majority of the okay. blame. Now, it's it's February 17th, and if you don't know, it's Michael Jordan's birthday. Now you know. The GOAT. So, <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> so, yes, we should have had an MJ special for this episode, and we failed on that. So, I think in the years to come, we need to make, if it comes, you know, within the week or on the day of, we need to have the MJ special and either review a game or something in that nature to honor the greatness that is MJ. But we failed this year. We'll make it up. Alex, that's a great idea. I am very upset with you that you did not remind us of this. Yeah. So we could plan around his birthday. And my, my, and my birthday should trigger it. I, I need to remember for next year. I was going to say, dude, I mean, his birthday should be more important to you than your own birthday. <laughs> I don't know how you it, forgot it, this. In many ways it is, Pete. In many ways it is. <laughs> Oh, that's all right, Alex. We'll we'll go ahead and we'll get to it next year. But is there anything you want to say? You know, you've got an open mic here. This goes out to everybody. Michael Jordan is listening. Is there anything you want to say to the man? Listen, Mike, we miss you. Come back for just one game. You're 59. You can still do it. <laughs> I believe you can. <laughs> Put on the shoes. Just play DeMar one game DeRozan for us. Screen, need you. Come on. It'd be like Scotty come back. Back in, what was that, 2002? 2003. Oh yeah, Scotty came back for one last. I think he ride. Picked, like twelve games that season. He was injured just all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was not pretty at all. Well, Alex, uh, we definitely need to uh, to make up for that in the uh, in the coming years because obviously this show is going to be going on forever. So we'll have plenty of time to make up for it. I think that we do need to do a Jordan like a Jordan episode sometime in these next few weeks before the NBA season is up. We really need to kind of get down and dirty with it. Maybe get like a good special guest on. I'm all in. Can, uh, we'll figure something out. It'll probably I'm be the greatest in. episode of all time. I don't disagree with you. The, the I mean, Geote. The Geote? Yeah. Geote. The Geote. Geote. It's the Geote, Geote. Hangs out with, the Geote hangs out with Jamail, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> and only our longtime listeners are going to get Jamail jokes. Callback. <laughs> all right. Let's move on before this gets worse. Alex. Last week's trivia question, my friend. 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back on this one. One, it's a fantastic question. Two, <laughs> two, I put it on Twitter. And, and you know, I'm ashamed of both of you for, for not guessing on Twitter. Shame to both of you. Actually, Chris, you already, I think you already guessed. So I think you're done. I forget if it was this question or the question last week. But anyway, I'll let you guess again. The question is, my friends, who is the only player to lead the NCAA, the NBA, and the ABA in points per game? I had originally thought it was Dr. J. That's what it was. Yes. You thought it was Dr. J. That is a good guess. You're wrong. But let's let's move on from there. If you guys want some clues, you may get some clues. I don't know. Let me allow me to guess here. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the man Moses Malone. Also a great guess. Wrong, but great guess. Also wrong. Darn it. Yeah. All right, now give us now hit us with the clues. Well no, I mean just ask me some questions and I'll give you some clues. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. What okay. Are you sitting down? You got yes. three questions, okay. so use them wisely. Was that was one. he? <laughs> okay. Was he tall? Uh, I mean, by comparison, all NBA players are tall, so yes, he was tall. That's a more mm. question. Excellent, well, excellent, Pete, excellent. <laughs> Chris. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? What's, what's your Alex? Alex, what's your second question? Male or female? <laughs> we're going. We're going. With guess who? Even, guess who? Even better here? question. Even better question. <laughs> He was a male, I think. <laughs> Never checked myself, but he, I believe he was a male. A Jamel. Oh. He was Last, Jamel. He was Jamel. Last question. I can't. I can't. Did, he, did he play with shoes on? <laughs> was he? Did his last name start with a hewing? <laughs> you know, honestly, I was, I, was in, I was talking to a friend, and I pronounced Ewing properly. It, what? It did, not, it did not sound right. I did. I was not happy with it, so I went back. I was like, so <laughs> I need to change this up. Brutal. I meant Hewing. Patrick Hewing. Hewing. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this clue, Pete, and and I know you get it after uh-huh. this one. But he was a great two-handed free throw shooter. Oh, Rick Barry. Rick Barry. It's, it, it wasn't like this. It was like this. Yeah, it was kind of like palms, an overhand handed. Yeah. It was yeah. palms down. But um and yeah. by the way, an extremely accurate way to shoot free throws. Yeah. Yeah, he actually It is a really good way cuz Shaq tried it and it actually no. worked out for him. Well, he, it might, he it might have to do it in game. He refused to do it in the game. That's what it was. He refused to do it in the game cuz he said it made him look silly. Although he would have just completely dominated the game even more than he already did. Well, and now he's in those general commercials looking silly as hell. Why not <laughs> just do it to win the game? How dare you? Exactly. Shaq has a great voice when he sings in the shower. Not so much when he's out of it, but in the shower, poof. Look out, in sync. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Mr. Bye. Isley, shut your mouth. <laughs> Outdated references. So, Rick. Speaking of outdated references, Rick Barry was the answer to that. Ooh. Rick Barry and his his three I mean, three kids who were all in the NBA. Yeah, he did have quite the lineage. Before John before Brent and Lavar Ball was, was even great. Uh, you know, Lavar Burton. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't. Re- he was only in the like. You know, I think he was in one game. He and then he uh, fell off after that, so I don't remember. But uh, oh, okay. Yeah, John and and uh, Brent were the big ones. I feel like that was a very bad question. 
You can't have that dad jokes. That was not my joke. Just so you guys are aware, that was not. You can't confuse our fans. All right. <laughs> I'm just being me. This is dad jokes. Alex, that's the real punishment. Is now nobody will know if it's his joke or if it's one of ours. <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, thank you very much for that trivia question. We look forward to the new ones later on this episode. Guys, when we come back, it's going to be time to find out whose fault it really is. Gentlemen, there's a lot of things that go wrong in the world. And a lot of times... There is not the proper blame placed on the proper people. So that's what we're going to figure out today. We are going to figure out who is to blame for all the troubles in the world uh, in a mainly sports aspect. Let's start with one of the biggest dumpster fires of 2021, the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are 27 and 31 heading into the All-Star break and are currently in ninth place in the West, despite having three of the NBA's top 75 players of all time. Anthony Davis has been in and out due to injuries and has looked lackadaisical even when he is on the floor, while LeBron is no longer able to carry a team on his aging shoulders. Even the addition of Russell Westbrook has turned into a nightmare with his inability to play alongside LeBron and succeed. Who is to blame for this awful season? You really stole that one, Pete. You really did. I'm not ready to call it yet, though. I really think they can still turn things around. I mean, you've seen it time and time again with LeBron James. You've seen it for the past two years with Russell Westbrook coming coming in and playing in the second half. Uh, so I'm not ready to call it yet. But if, if they continue to falter and if they can't turn things around, I think the onus goes on LeBron James. And I, I don't want to sound like a hater. I really don't. But wherever he signs, especially after Miami, wherever he signs – he almost demanded the, that he had some say in the people oh, yeah. they brought in. I mean, it, it was, I mean, it was, it was a requirement. The GM. Yeah, it was, it, was, right. it was a requirement. You know, with Cleveland, it was, um, it was Kevin Love. And obviously with the Lakers yep. coming in, it was Anthony Davis. And just recently this year with Russell Westbrook. And, you know, they sold the house for both those guys. And now it's not working. So, yeah, I think the onus has to be on LeBron James. Chris, what are your thoughts? Here's the thing. I, on the surface, we want to look at LeBron. When did Magic Johnson leave? Think about he left this. like three weeks into the first season of them two together. Like it wasn't he wasn't there very long. Right. Hmm. So so Magic's a smart guy. He he saw the writing on the wall. So who's really to blame here? The organization for allowing this to happen. That's who's Ooh. to blame. So you're taking it up to Genie Bus. They let this happen. They didn't say, look, LeBron, you're playing for the Lakers now. We are not the Cleveland Cavaliers, okay? We do this here. So we'd love to know your input, but it doesn't mean we're going to trust you to run our franchise and understand how to put a team together over the people we've hired to do that because they do know what they're doing. So who's to blame? The franchise is to blame here. I'm not saying they all need to lose their jobs, but I think that they need to look in the mirror and understand what they made a mistake. And I think they did that. I mean, there's some stuff that's come out that, that, you know, it sounds like a lot of them are telling LeBron, look, you made your bed. Now you're going to lie in it. And then we're going to move on. We're going to move forward because they understand they cannot just completely mortgage their future to have right. LeBron do what he wants. And you're absolutely right, Chris. It definitely seems like the Lakers are, are done appeasing LeBron. 
they they want to make sure now that they're not getting rid of any more trade pieces. They're not getting rid of any more draft picks. I think the next one they have is 2027's first rounder, which is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, they've they've essentially mortgaged their future for this season, and it, it's it's kind of blown up in their faces. Alex, I I respect that you still have hope for it, and of course this is the NBA, and like I said, they've got three of the top 75. If they can figure out how to work together, they will be dangerous. I just I have a tough time seeing that happening. What what needs to happen for them to uh, to get back to it, Alex? Before we move on, I just want to say how scary would it have been if if you know LeBron didn't have his input and they actually signed Demar Derozan <laughs> right? instead of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. scary would that gotten, team the Bulls could have been? Westbrook. Oh my Ooh. gosh, oh, I would have hated that. No, I'm glad things worked out the way they do. But you know, really, it's just patience, patience, and. And just letting these guys gel together. There's been a lot of injuries throughout the whole season. Obviously, they have another one with uh, Davis being out for a couple weeks now. But, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out. But right now, history shows that it most likely will and will, will you know, play out. So you still think they're getting, they're getting in and they're going to do some damage once they are in the playoffs, right? I think, I think looking at past history, you would have to believe that they can turn it around. Do you think that they will be injury free at that point or they're just going to play through these injuries that they've been sitting out through? No, at that point, you know, uh, Davis, no is, question yeah, Davis is going to be out for two weeks. If he can stay healthy for the rest of the year, which obviously it's a, it's a big question mark. It's a big question mark for everyone. For it's, all not, it's not even a question. But it's not even just a question. Like Anthony Davis has been in and out with injuries all year this year. Yeah, but and, when and he came back, he even even in his win. championship season, when he was injured and he came back, he came back. He was fine throughout the whole playoffs, and he helped him win a championship. I mean, obviously yeah, they're they're all wrong. older now. Uh, but you each know, injury takes a little piece away from you. Yeah, no, that's true. But he still was the twenty twenty eight. It's really LeBron. I mean, LeBron can get a groin injury tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, he's he's thirty seven years old. Alex. Like I, I'm looking at this, we and know. I, I know that basketball is a very different sport than baseball. But I, you know, we're 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 White Sox fans here, not you, Alex, but Peter and I, and we sat there last year with a lot of hope, and and we we dealt with the fact that we understood that some of these guys that we thought were going to carry us to the playoffs, well, they missed a lot of the season. But we thought, you know what, they're going to come back, and they're they're still going to contribute. The team's going to be great. They're going to be fine. But truth of the matter is, when you miss that much time. The team doesn't gel quite the same way it would have before. Everybody's still trying to find their way, and that that's even more apparent in basketball because you know it's it's, it's a team sport on the court at the same time. If these guys are and not also, gelled, it ain't working. Right, and Chris, it's it's not only that they're not gelling; it's that they haven't been gelling. That like LeBron and Russell Westbrook just Russ, seem like right, oil and Robert water. Schmerf. <laughs> they are not meshing well together. And and it just it feels like they both need the ball in their hands and it's just not going to work out. And of course, Russell is like falling off the face of the earth because he can't do what he needs to do. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't move him to Houston. I think Houston was um, interested in, in trading John Wall and, and bringing him in and possibly even cutting, cutting ties with uh, uh, Westbrook. But uh, don't know exactly what happened there. Honestly, is LeBron James a top five talent in your guys' eyes? And it's hard to say he's not. Right. Davis, is he a top 10 talent when he's on the court? Yeah. You know, like you were telling, you know, last week with Daryl Morey, if you have two players who are the top 15 talent, you're going to be competitive. And I think once mm-hmm. these guys are healthy and on Absolutely the court, right. I think they're going to be competitive, a competitive team. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if that actually works out. Um, but I would say odds are in their favor. We'll see. All right, guys, moving on. 
This season, the Arizona Cardinals finished with an 11-6 and record and a Pro Bowl appearance by quarterback Kyler Murray. Yet that belies an ugly performance in the NFC wildcard game where the cards got outgunned by the eventual, eventual Super Bowl champion Rams 34-11. Their offense stumbled hard after stud wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins hurt his knee in Game 13, but in that wildcard game, Kyler just looked bad. Who is to blame for the Cardinals' sad playoff performance? Chris? Jeez, dude. Kyler didn't play well down the stretch of the season. He just didn't. And as, yeah, I get Hopkins went out, but man, oh man, you got to fight. You have other talented receivers on this team. You got talented runners. It's just not, it's hard to say it's anybody else's fault. And the dude right now, I mean, he's, he unfollowed the Arizona Cardinals on Twitter. So he's playing a, a head game over his contract. Not the time to be doing that, bro. So I think he's got to look in the mirror. I do, I do think that he needs to shoulder some of that blame. Partially, though, I'm going to have to say Cliff Kingsbury, their coach, needs to shoulder some of that as well. He did not adjust how they called games once they lost Hopkins. You need to understand, you got as a coach, you got to change how you're doing it when you lose one of your stud receivers so that you play to your players' strengths. And he didn't really do that either. So uh, a little of both of, of Kingsbury there and Kyler on the other end of it. Where do you think it lies, Alex? It's pretty evident that there might be another Ben Simmons situation occurring here where the organization is putting the onus and the, and the blame of that loss on, on Kyler Murray. He's, he's upset. And like Chris was saying, I mean, he he, he scrubbed – Anything that was Cardinal related out of his Twitter, <laughs> like there's nothing you can see that, that shows that he's on that team. So, you know, kind of where, where there's smoke, there's there's fire. And this looks like it's it's a big fire brewing right here. And there's going to be some big drama coming up. So I don't know who who is to blame. I don't, I don't have that much information on on this situation, but it, it looks like there's some major conflict uh, happening, happening with this uh, organization and the player uh, with with. So it's a little information out there. I'm, I'm always going to root on the side of the player. But, um, but yeah, there's, uh, you know, if they don't resolve this quick, it can really brew into next year, and there might be a sit-out of Kyler Murray. I, I really hope that's not the case. Kyler Murray has been one of the most exciting players in the league since he came in as a rookie and won, you know, rookie of the year. You're, I mean, you kind of have to put this on him. You know, Cliff Kingsbury, he may not have changed the game plan around enough, but Murray just looked lost out there in that playoff game. He did not know what he was doing, and it was it was scary. Like it was it was almost like he had the yips for that game. It was really weird. So I, I'm gonna put this one on Kyler. I, I know he's better than this, and I know he can be better than this. So he he's just gotta grow from this situation. I, I hope he stays with the Cardinals. We don't need any more strife with quarterbacks, and he's in a really good position with Arizona right now. He's got a good team around him, and I think he can do something with them. So I, I, I think Kyler needs to uh not necessarily grow up, but he needs to he needs to stick with the team. Yeah, I hope he stays there too. It'd be interesting if he does set out, because he's always getting injured at some point in the year. So if he comes in like in week sixteen, plays a whole season, doesn't get injured. <laughs> You know, that'd be that'd be great for him. We could actually be healthy in the playoffs, but but uh yeah, that that is situation. That's not good that we're talking about a fourth year player that's that needs to get fresh at the end of the I game. know that's bad news, Bears. Right. Yeah, it really is. But he's <laughs> yeah, he's a small guy, so he gets injured really I mean fast, but he's small, so he gets injured really What easy. are you saying about small guys here, huh? Come on, guy. <laughs> hey. You just you don't have the stamina, Chris. You don't <laughs> got it. Hey. 
Listen up here, guy. <laughs> Say, who did you think you is? Okay? Jiggity, jiggity. Uh, speaking of old-timey voices and names, the nah, New York see? Knickerbockers. Nah, Knickerbockers, eh? Last year, they were the fourth seed and playing great defense with Julius Randle leading the way. Now, the Knicks are 25 and 34 and in 12th place in the East. Julius Randle is a shadow of the player he was last year, and Thibodeau is once again coaching a team that is faltering after big initial bumps. Who is to blame for this slide? When you start losing this badly so quickly from last year to being a fourth seed last year, it's it's just not one person but there's there's one player that i think has a bigger piece of the pie uh than most others and that's julius randall and, and let me explain why so julius randall was the soul of that team he was a heart and soul of that team last year you know he he really brought that team and wherever he went they followed uh he had a tremendous year last year i mean every time i i put on espn they were comparing them to Larry Bird or or uh, Charles Barkley. I mean, every every time he had the game, it, that, those are the only only two names that you could compare his numbers to. I mean, he had he, twenty. He averaged twenty four points, yeah, ten rebounds, six assists on forty five percent shooting and four uh four hundred percent. I'm sorry, uh, he was forty uh, percent shooting from the uh, three point arc. Now four hundred percent. Yeah, four hundred percent would be a record. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> More shots you take, but um, but no, he had a tremendous year, and you know. I think the uh, what shows a true leader is not how you play when you're successful. It's it's how you play when um, when you when you have issues, when you're struggling, and how you get out of those struggles. And he came in the year struggling. And he still hasn't gotten out of his own head to get out of that you know out of those struggles and, and rebound from from uh, from those games. I think just recently he did have a good stretch, so hopefully he has finally rebounded. But but no, I I think he's the main reason. Obviously those those. Other people involved, but he's the main reason why they're struggling. Chris, Alex is blaming Julius Randle for this. Who do you blame? What do we do as Bulls fans when things go wrong, Peter? We blame management. We blame Derek Rose and Tom Thibodeau, okay? <laughs> uh, so clearly... We're two different camps here. We need to go back to our roots and blame Tom and Derek, okay? Number one. Number two... What what did Scott Perry? What moves did he make? Steve Perry? Yeah, I don't think they made. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I don't recall. Did they make a big... splash at all? Did they? Did they make a move? I mean, I'm I'm with you on the whole Julius Randall thing here, right? I'm with you there. He's down. I mean, he, I, I get it. Going from 24 to 19 points a game, like it's it man it makes a difference. But make a move. If you're on the precipice and you know that you were talented and you did well last year, support your team, infuse some energy, do something to to boost these guys. But at the end of the day, I mean, what are Derek Rose and Tom Thibodeau doing? Huh? I mean, everybody's <laughs> sick of Tom and is like, ah, run around and play defense and shut up. Ice. I just think that maybe we need to ask about what's Tom up to then move on. Sorry, I liked the guy a lot when he was coaching the Bulls, but at a certain point it got old. And I think that the Knicks are probably feeling that same thing right now. I wish Derek would stay healthy and come back. Because uh, remember, I, I thought Derek would be the sixth man this year. He has oh, not right. been able to stay healthy once again. Nope. So, you know, they got, they got, it was a, it was a talented squad last year. They're just not feeling it this year. 
Yeah, I don't think Tibbs is the yeah. right coach for that Chris, team. You're you're right, man. And Tibbs, he's one of those guys where he's such a great basketball brain. Yeah. He just he should not be coaching. He should not be head coaching a team. He should be the number one assistant coach and he would be the best. He just needs somebody above him to actually regulate players minutes. So that way he can focus on the defense. He can focus on doing what he does best because right now allocating minutes, um, player rest, that those are not his strengths. No, he is bad at that. He's just not very good, but I don't blame Thibodeau for this. You don't, you don't blame an alligator for having scales, Chris. Okay. <laughs> cool. I like where this is going. All right. You blame Derek Rose, the owner for allowing that alligator to get in there and mess <laughs> with the little fish in the pond. Drill down, drill down. I like it. So as always, I go back to the owner of the New York Knicks. He should have been gone five years ago. I don't know what he's doing with his jazz trio or whatever he's doing there, but the man needs to go. New York Knicks need new ownership. It's not going to happen, but that's what's needed. That's who's to blame. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you would say about the Bears, too. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, new, new ownership it, uh, would be great. <laughs> right. It would be so great. It'd be like, yeah, it would be the happiest day of my life. It's, it's painful. Like, I'm over here growling because, like, I'm sitting <laughs> – it makes me think about all the years we've gone through this with our own teams and our fandom. You know what I mean? And, and it's so – Ugh, yeah, it sucks. we're not, you know, obviously we're not huge Knicks fans, but when big, big markets like the Knicks and obviously the Bears are playing well, those leagues do better. It's just it's just funner for not only the fans there, but the fans are across the nation. So I'll be more Knicks funner fan. as well, Alex. It's the most funnest. That's what it is. <laughs> most most funner and most fun. It is the most funnest. Yeah. Perfect. But I'll, I'll say this, though. I hope that they're patient. I don't want them to turn into um, another Minnesota Timberwolves where they're just, you know, keep swapping out players and, and moving up. I mean, uh, did you guys see that one picture with Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Levine and um, Wiggins? You know, like they're over there, they're they're hugging each other. And Minnesota's like, you know, these three all-stars are all playing on the same team in the all-star game. You know, they had the core right there, but they just moved out from them so quickly. And and the Knicks have a good core. I mean, they have RJ, they got Randall, they got they just traded for uh, Cam Reddish. Uh, they got um, OBE uh, Toppin uh, coming off the bench, too. So mm-hmm. they got some good – they got a good young core. They just they, they, they let these kids grow together, and hopefully they, they keep that core intact. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but it doesn't feel like the NBA allows teams to grow together. Anymore. I know. There's it's so annoying. much movement. It's unfortunate, but, but you're right, Alex. That is what they need. They need to stick together. Maybe a new head coach, maybe someone who's not going to ride them as hard, but but definitely they need something fresh. In baseball, the owners have locked the players out until they reach an agreement on the CBA, but have also offered little as far as concessions are concerned and asked actually asked for government assistance without even attempting good faith bargaining. Today, they met with the players and the players offered their proposal, but that didn't exactly go very well since the meeting ended after 15 minutes. Are the players asking for too much or are the owners being too stingy? Who's to blame here? I blame owners just because I want to. <laughs> Without they're, knowing any of the facts, yeah, no, it's on so, the owners. See, here's the thing: they're rich, and they've had a lot of years to get rich, stay rich, keep themselves rich, buy all the things they want, do whatever they want with their investments, and now they're just being stingy turds. 
give me my baseball and shut up <laughs> with your rich self. <laughs> Pay the play. The players are who we are paying our money to go see. You morons. True. I have they never are making you money. So make sure they get back on the field. Stop being turds. Okay. And get a deal done. Chris, you said it perfectly there. I can't even. I know I did. Yeah. All the things that. I said were perfectly. Lots of turds and whatnot. It was perfect. It was perfect and well said. Um, Chris, yeah, when but, it comes to turds, you're number one, man. Hey, thanks, bro. <laughs> but yeah, the owners are looking dumb here. I mean, they're making it sound like uh, owning a, a major league baseball team is is a financial burden and, and they have their strap for cash. And it's just, you know, they're just looking like idiots and they're looking um, like like greedy, greedy turds, like Chris was saying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the owners are, <laughs> are word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the the owners are, are definitely at fault here. I'm, I'm excited about a couple things. I'm excited about that. They they agreed on having a, a DH for, for all leagues. Hopefully, I think um, I'm not sure this is guaranteed, but they're going to have a, a pitch count. Once I, I know that's something that they were trying for earlier, but but Alex, you've been somebody who's been strongly against the universal DH as far as I remember. Have you have you recently changed your mind? I have. I'm looking forward to it now. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that happened when he realized that there was no room for Kyle Schwarber on on the Cubs, and he was like, <laughs> Oh wish we that's had what we need DH. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> we score more well, runs and it's more fun to watch when there's a DH and there's a better offense. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Huey. There's, there's my like impression one. <laughs> there's one good pitcher who, who's, who's great at the plate. And like, that's, that's pretty much it these days. So yeah, at that point, you know, you got to move on from him. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with both you guys. This, this is really on the owners. It, it feels like the players have things that they want to do, including, you know, quicker arbitration for their guys. And they want to make sure that what happened to Chris Bryant doesn't happen where he has seven years of ineligibility to, to make any extra money. I mean, that th- those sort of things are kind of ridiculous this day and age. So I, I hope that, you know, they, they do meet at least halfway and we can uh, we can get started because I, I was looking forward to this season very much. I was actually planning on going to spring training before this all started to fall apart. So, it's, yeah, they, they uh, really just got to say, baby, why don't you just meet me in the middle? You know what I mean? It's that easy, man. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? For our last and final topic, even love has to lose. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley's engagement is over, guys. According to In Touch Weekly, Shailene felt that Aaron put football first and they were barely spending any time together, with neither of them being happy about it. And even though Shailene was supportive of Aaron while he was lying to the media and the public, rumors of their split began shortly thereafter. Who is to blame for this unceremonial breakup? Go ahead, Alex. Dig in deep, man. I mean, no, duh. He's going to put football first during the football season. I mean, what are you thinking? Like, what do you think he's going to do? Really, I <laughs> yeah. When I read that line, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, what else? You know, his job, right? It's like, it was so much easier in the summertime. I don't know what happened. I, you would, you would think she would get it because she's an actress and she has to go on these, you know, long trips and act, whatever. But I, I think that was only for like a month long. So I, I don't think she understands the duration of a whole NFL season. But, I mean, it's not only just that. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers is not the easiest person to deal with. I mean, obviously, the, the Packers are having a tough time with him. Um, they've butt, had butted heads. I think politically they, they weren't on the same page on a lot of things. Uh, they they said they were going to agree to disagree, but I think it just you know came up to a certain point where they, they couldn't put things to the side. So it's definitely her fault. <laughs> it's always the female. No, I'm kidding. But it's definitely her fault in this situation. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> You're an idiot. So here's Alex a- throwing the hammer down. Number one, okay, clearly he didn't go to Jared. Number two, every one of his kisses didn't begin with K, so that's a problem, okay? (laughs) Number three, he's Aaron Rodgers, and he looks like a caveman mixed with a scientist, and that's a problem. I don't like it. And number four, meh, he sucks. So let's blame him. More fun that way. That, that fourth point right. was... I have no logical answers to this one other than... Crushing. Oh, Chris, this, it's a breakup between two adults. There this, are no logical yeah, answers. Man. I respect the football player. Can't stand the man. Okay? Done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but do you respect the actress? Well, at the well, same time, great. not liking the woman. Yeah, no, 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 no. She's great. Good for her. She's great. She's great. And she's better off finding someone else clearly because she doesn't understand that the football player has to play football in the football season. You know, Chris, I, I would like her to find someone. I want her to find happiness. And that's the key. There is not dating a football player, especially one who's kind of a jag bag with stupid hair. Should she date a baseball player? Would that be better for her? No, clearly. (laughs) We need to get her in touch with Eloy. I suggest she date a guy who likes to read and sit on the couch. And then, you know Actually, what? That was kind of her and Aaron Rodgers' relationship before the season started. They were homebodies for the most yeah. part. They enjoyed just being around each other. Actually, Peter, what are you and doing you know what? next I, week? I listen. I'm going out on a blind date with Shailene Woodley. What do you mean? Perfect. Okay. That's yeah, what I was hoping. We're good. Nailing oh, it. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, come on, man. Cheers, you, don't think I slid, you don't think I slid into those DMs? <laughs> come on, my friend. <laughs> I know how the game works. Excellent. <laughs> no, I, I did watch a uh, an interview with Shailene Woodley. She was on Conan a few years back. And she is the most like hippie granola girl that you will ever meet. So I could totally see her and Aaron just like, because Aaron Rodgers kind of has that same vibe to him. You know, just like too cool for school. Like just kind of wants hey, to be around. Yeah. So I totally saw that. Exactly. Yeah, he's not a but, square because uh, he's around. You know what I mean? Oh boy. But it definitely felt like Shailene. That was also not my joke. Just just want to make sure you guys are aware that was not my joke. That was bad. You know what? It doesn't matter. But it wasn't this it wasn't awful. your joke. We're done here. <laughs> guys, when we come back, it's time for Alex's trivia question of the week, and Matt gets answers. We'll be back. All right, and we are back. And it is time for my favorite segment of the week. Alex's trivia questions. Alex, what's happening, my friend? Can can I get my intro music again, Chris? Did you ever have intro music? I don't believe I did. Yeah, I made that up on the spot last week, like I usually do. And it, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just not, I'm not feeling. Not feeling it today. All right, right, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Alex asked a bunch of dumb trivia questions. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. All right. It's got a vibe. (laughs) Definitely got a vibe to it. Definitely. All right. First question. First question. And Matt, welcome to the show. Will you be playing with us today? 
Yes, I would love All to. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. First question. Which Portland Trailblazer has a record with 26 points scored in one quarter? Now, this is a multiple choice. A is Scottie Pippen. B, Bill Walton. C, Clyde Drexler. D, Damon Lillard. Or E, none of the above. Twist. Yep. All right, Chris, you go first. I'm going to go with Dame Lillard. Okay. Pete, you want to hear the, the choices again? or? Yeah, let's hear them one more time. Okay, A, Scottie Pippen, B, Bo Walton, C, Clyde Drexler, D, Damian Lillard, or E, none of the above. Hmm, 26 points in a quarter. Dame definitely feels like the guy who could have done it the easiest. Clyde probably, no, hmm. I'm going to go with none of the above, Alex. None of the above. All right, and Matt? I'm going to say a trailblazer has not done that. Hmm. I'm going to go with the one that I think is obvious and wrong at the same time. So this way, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I've called it already. But if I'm right, I nailed it. Nailed it. I'm going yes. with Drexler. <laughs> Clyde the Glide Drexler. I'm surprised none of you guys went with Pippen. He did play with Portland for a couple of uh, solid seasons. But, um, you know... Uh, Peter, I was I was this close to making it a none of the above question with like twenty seven points. <laughs> I was this close, so you almost had me. You almost had me. <laughs> but the answer is D, Dame, the easiest one, Dame. So congrats, Chris, you're in the lead. Me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. right. <laughs> Hopefully, I get a better theme song if you win next week, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more enthusiasm first. next time. <laughs> All right, so second question. I don't like this blackmail that's happening right now. Right? <laughs> Making it easy for, for the Christopher. All right, uh, who has played <laughs> what the most games in NBA history? Another multiple choice. A, Robert Parrish. B, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. C, Vince Carter. D, Dirk Davinsky, or E, John Stockton. And Good we'll go question. with Pete. we'll go with Pete first. Can you repeat the uh, answers one more time? Sure. Uh, it's A, Robert Parrish, B, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, C, Vince Carter, D, Dirk Davinsky, or E, John Stockton. Not John Starks. Boy, you know, I really, yes, definitely not John Starks. (laughs) I'm really leaning heavy on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar here, but for some reason I feel like that is the the trick answer. I feel like he got hurt fighting Bruce Lee. You know, or like he he was in that airplane accident. There's a dragon and then he went on that airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seems seems right. You seems try right. to beer up and down the court <laughs> night after night. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Alex. Okay, you going with B? Matt, you're next. Mm-hmm. Do you need me to read the uh, question or the choices again? I'm going to go to word origins, and I think Parrish sounds like 
they've been there the longest and are slowly getting old. <laughs> Parrish. All right. You're, you're not wrong. Robert Parrish was an old man at 25 years old. You're absolutely right. <laughs> he already looked old. It was ridiculous. All right, Chris, you're the last one here. Need me to repeat? Anything? Yeah, I like Parrish here on, on this one, too. And I think, you know, you guys remember when Robert Parrish played for the Bulls? I do. I do. The Chief. Yeah, he... Big Chief Triangle. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Parrish. He retired on top. So um, here's how... Okay, I read the names in the order... Oh, boy. ...that they're actually in. <laughs> so Robert Parrish is first with 1,611 games. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is second. Vince Carter third. Dirk Nowitzki fourth. John Stockton fifth. So now, Chris, Chris, you're taking a big lead on this one. You gotta, you gotta finish off. Alex strong. is feeling a good. I'm not messing around. This week. <laughs> yes, yes. That's gonna be your intro. <laughs> All right. So the last one's a little different than the others. I wasn't able to create tricky multiple choices. So this one's gonna be more of a name that player. Uh, we're gonna team up okay. here. All right. So it's gonna be since since. Uh, both Chris and Matt both have points. Uh, we're going to have them be one team together. And Peter, you're going to be separate and on your own. <laughs> However. <laughs> makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> I think you, this is why you get the music you get, Alex. <laughs> you earn it. It makes sense. It makes sense if you think about it. But anyway, you both get three questions. Each team gets three questions uh, to use. All right. So here's a question. All right. Uh, this player is currently in the NBA and has two scoring titles and three assist titles. Now, obviously, this is I'm doing a top 75 uh, trivia for the past few weeks. So this is a, a top 75 player. Uh, but who is this player? Does he have a beard? He does not have a beard. Are you, or do you want to guess after this? This question. You told me we get three questions. No, you do. You do. Matt? So do Chris and I each get three separate questions? <laughs> no. Three, three questions combined. Yes, this segment will go on forever, Matt. <laughs> Let's see here. Questions about this player. Does he have hair or is he bald? He has hair. That, that was that was very similar to one of Peter's questions in in another segment that we had. <laughs> I remember that. Is that game called Guess Who? Right, where it's like, do they do they have hair? Yes. Are they wearing glasses? They have a monocle. Yep. That's what we're doing. Right Male now. or female? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Last that was question. Peter's question. That was Peter's question. He just used one. He asked he male or female. That's his question. He did. You did ask that answer. one. I will, it, I will answer that one later. <laughs> How about this, Alex? How about this? They're, they're, you said they're a current player, but are they old enough to know what a rotary phone is? You know, like with the are receiver and the base. To know what a rotary phone is. That, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Chris. Last right. question for How your team. For my guess? What do you mean? We already had three, didn't we? No, no, no. You have three, and they have three. It's two. It's six total. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we it's all teams benefit per team. from the knowledge of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Is he also 
an extremely good three-point shooter. He is not an extremely good three-point shooter. But whoever wants to guess first may guess first. You're all getting the I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's your guess. And Christopher? And Matt? Matt. Matt, do you have a do you have a feeling? Do you have a gut on this one? I, I think we're on the same page. Why don't you just tell him who we're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing was my guess originally was also wet Russell Westbrook. So that's I got I got to go with it because that's who I that's who my gut said it was. Go with your gut, man. Go with your gut. The correct answer is Russell Westbrook. Congratulations. Okay. I think Chris officially won, but we'll go ahead and, and uh, do the last question here of the. Of the I'm game. sorry. Did Chris officially won by being a punk because he chose <laughs> the same answer as me? Is that is that why he officially won? You, you shouldn't have gone first, Pete. You shouldn't have gone first. <laughs> Dude, that I wouldn't have had the original answer, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last question. It's worth 10,000 points, Pete. (laughs) 10,000. You can still win it. (laughs) See, what have the other questions been worth? (laughs) This is how I end up losing. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. no. Chris, you you already won. But here's here's the last question. Okay. Uh, This player is the only player in the top 75 to win six... The Sixth Man of the Year award in consecutive seasons. Jamal Crawford isn't on the 75. Hmm. Same rules apply. If you want to ask questions, feel free to ask questions. Each team gets three. What decade? 80s. Played early in the early 90s, mostly 80s. Is he a doctor? Or a doc. Did he go to school to be a doctor? Nope. 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 So is that, is that your guess? Something. I feel like is if, he a, if, you're, if you're giving me a nickname, a, that's your guess. I'm asking you a question. No, is he that's a, a name. That's a name. <laughs> that's a name. I'll take I'll take the name if that's your official uh, official guess. Uh, AC Green. <laughs> 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 what? Right, so Matt and Chris I'm just messing with Alex at this point. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> here you won. Here you won. But AC Green, that's that's his guess. That and Matt's guess, unfortunately. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> and and uh for the final guess. Only would have let me guessed. <laughs> <laughs> what is what was the final guess? clue, Alex? Well, you have to you have to ask question. I don't have clues ready, but I will answer any question that you have. 80s player, Western Conference or Eastern Conference? Eastern Conference. Yeah, one more question. Uh, yeah, question. One more question. Probably Spud Webb. This player is the only player in the top 75 to win Sixth Man of the Year award in consecutive seasons. Was he front court or back court? Front court. Front court. So big man. Okay. Big man. And that was your last question. You now have 10 seconds. I'm going to go with. Uh, I have no idea. I'm totally blank. I'm going to go with Dennis Rodman. I, I think Ooh. he started, but Dennis Rodman. Ooh, you just made the 10 seconds there. That's why I'm impressed. But your answer is wrong. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin McHale. You had me for a second, Alex. You had me. Kevin McHale won Sixth Man of the Year award in two consecutive what? seasons. What? McHale yeah. was off the bench. 
all, he started his career off the bench. I think uh, I forget his first name. Maxwell was there. Power forward. He actually won um, the Finals MVP the first in their first championship, and then he got injured, wow. and then he was done. So then Mikael took see, over. See, when you listen forward. to our show, you learn something. You won't learn a lot, but you'll learn something. 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 All right, Alex, what's your question for the fans? Question for the fans. And um, I will put this on Twitter. Who is the only player in the NBA Top 75 that has served as mayor? I'll read the question again. Who is the only player in the NBA Top 75 that has served as mayor? If you want to guess now, you're locked in. You're locked in for next week. We know it's not John. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know who it is. <laughs> but you're going to wait till next week. Pretty sure. I guess we'll wait till next week. All right. Sounds good. All right, Alex. Thank you very much for that round of Alex's trivia question of the week. Now, it's time to move on to a segment that's old, new, and everything in between. Matt Getz answers. Mr. Getz, how are we today, sir? We are doing well. Chris, hit me with my theme music. Oh, geez. Okay. He's got questions. We got answers. Whatever Matt wants. Matt Getz answers. Okay, take that energy and apply it to mine next week. No, shut up. Oh, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, Peter. Okay, so. Thank you. Thank you. Question to the group. Do we want to start with my questions or do we want to go on to the team fluff, team rough bet solving? Oh, I dominated that. So did you, Matt? I'd like oh, to get yes. that out of the way, Matt. Yes, let's, I, I let's did get win the, that. Uh... I did win that. So we have a fun little funny story of Peter that, that team, Matt will Team Rough, you let me down, guys. <laughs> you let me down hard. Matt, make it a good one. Yeah, so for those new subscribers, the bet was Alex had Team Fluff and Peter had Team Rough. And whoever won got to hear an embarrassing story about the other. And, I mean, everyone knows you don't bet against Team Fluff when it comes to everyone puppies. Knows. But, everyone yep. knows that, Pete. I think they've won like two, two consecutive years. Is that what it is? They've dominated. No <laughs> Back-to-back champs. So I was thinking long and hard about embarrassing stories. And I realized there's probably more embarrassing stories about me. So I need to be really careful about what I had for Peter. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're involved in them, it's never, it's, it's never great. So, so I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the respectable approach and telling a story that involves me as well. So this is embarrassing for both of us, but enjoyable nonetheless. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, so this is when we lived together in Andersonville up in the north side of Chicago. And we were not too long in the apartment. It was, oh, I think I know what story you're going to tell, Matt. This is a good one. So we were in there not too long. And I, I saw something that looked to be like a giant bug in the sink. 
I, I thought it was a cockroach. I mean, it turned out being a water beetle, which isn't much better, but still it was disgusting and it was in the sink. And so naturally the first thing I do is I scream and I yell for Peter <laughs> to come help. Peter's in the bathroom, <laughs> which is not far from the kitchen. And he's like, I can't come right now. I'm in the bathroom. So I'm like, just finish up and come see and come kill this thing. And he's like, nope, come I can't do thing. it. He's <laughs> like, you got to kill it. I'm like, no, you need to kill it. And he's like, I can't do it. I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, I hate you, Peter. And Peter says, I hate myself right now, Matt. That is gold. And what ended up happening is neither of us killed it. It just sort of went away. And then we called the landlord about it. And yep. And then never really showed up again. So it went away into your pillows, I assume? In your pillowcase? I think down the, the sink drain. Oh, okay. A water beetle. And they That's best. The so I, we lived at the you know, that that floor of that we, building, We also right? had a third roommate, Katie. We had a third roommate, Katie, who was also, like, I think her bedroom was closest to the kitchen. So I, I imagine the, the water bug just ran right into that room. <laughs> it probably went in through her ear, burrowed in her brain. <laughs> probably still there today. Mm-hmm. Could be. Got lots of babies. Sorry, Katie. All right. That's an interesting story. (laughs) That that story is still crystal clear in my head. I remember it being in that bathroom be like, yeah, "Yeah, don't like myself that much either right now, buddy. (laughs) This is not (laughs) You guys are babies. Yeah. yeah, We were like in our late twenties at this point. We definitely no excuse. I just I just love the fact that that I I totally assumed your response was gonna be like, I hate you too. But to respond, I hate myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so Peter though. It's like it's classic Peter. (laughs) Um always willing to point the thumb, guys. Always willing to do that. (laughs) Matt, you you chose a that was a good story there, sir. Well done. All right. Okay, so on to the questions. (laughs) So most of these questions are about football because the season's over. I want to get in all my football questions, get those out of the way. So I Mm -hmm. promise I won't have any more football questions until I think of another one. You also have to save the NBA now, right? Isn't that the the next league we were were trying to save? I I thought I clarified that by saying, no, the NBA is pretty good. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Pretty good is good enough. Okay, so a while back we talked about your favorite all-time Super Bowl commercials. So what were your favorites from this year's Superb Owl? I can go first on that one. I I loved the Larry David commercial. I thought he was amazing in that one. And it it kind of felt like he was speaking to me because I've been the Larry David (laughs) as far as Bitcoin is concerned. Like, nah, I don't think it's going to be any good. I don't think anything's going to happen to it. It's another bubble, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, so that, that one definitely spoke to me. And I was like, yep, yep. That sounds about right. It's like a fork. I got 10 forks right here. That was, that was a great one. I think, I think mine is the uh, Seth Rogen, uh, Paul Rudd Lays commercial where, um, you know, they're talking about the good times that they have and like, you know, they're all like awful experiences. <laughs> they got like kidnapped, and then they move into the house, and like there's this like demon lady who lives there. And then Seth Rogen eventually marries her. <laughs> At the end, he's like, "I love that this." Was, like woman. one of their movies just condensed down, right? Like that was that. <laughs> that was it was super great. Funny. <laughs> it was so great. 
super bad the commercial you know one might assume that my favorite commercial had something to do with a certain somebody who becomes zeus this very powerful and he could zap things with his fingertips but you'd be wrong because that wasn't my favorite this year i actually was really into uh it was a tough choice for me between the cable guy one and the Doctor Evil. Hmm? Oh, that evil one was good. Yeah, yeah. I was really, I was excited to see some nostalgia. You know, I was feeling nostalgia in the halftime show, and I got a little bit more of it with the Cable Guy and Doctor Evil. But then I remembered that, like, Cable Guy annoyed the crap out of me when I was a kid. So I'm gonna go with Doctor Evil. Hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Classic. Matt, what was yours? Yeah, I, I think. I think for me, I mean, the funniest one was the Larry David one. I laughed the hardest in that just because it was done so well. But then I think the most effective in terms of commercials for me was the Coinbase one that just had the QR code bouncing around. I mean, that got so many people to go to their website that that the app crashed from it. Like, you can't ask for better than that. Yeah. Wow. That works. But you didn't laugh at it, though. But you got traffic. No, you just kind of wondered at it. Like, oh, they're doing that DVD logo screensaver thing. Matt, did you watch the whole Super Bowl? Yes. I mean, probably missed moments here and there, but it was on the whole time and I was there. Did you, did you enjoy the game? Yeah, I thought it was a great game. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was thinking a lot during the game, like, what if the Rams hadn't gotten Stafford, you know? Their lives would have been a lot like losing money in a payphone, you know? Losing money in a payphone. Yeah, you know, you you don't get the quarterback. You got to hit the receiver. Cue it up, Pete. Cue it up. So, so here's here's the worst part <laughs> of it. That's joke number two, buddy. <laughs> here's here's the worst part of it. Peter actually set you up like halfway into the show with with a whole. Do they know what a rotary phone is? That that was your time. That was a setup. Yeah, right there. no, it was. You it could, was a because good setup. here's the thing. No, because it wouldn't have felt natural. You see, I have to make it conversational. No, that came out of the blue, Chris. <laughs> that was just. <laughs> I don't know. For that you. was like. <laughs> I'm gonna time crunch here. I've been waiting. I need to throw for it in. Matt to ask a football <laughs> question about the Super Bowl, and he did it. So I went in there. So I don't think it's out of the blue. It's a question about the Super Bowl. And then I talked about Matthew Stafford. I said, what had happened was I reconnected. I hacked in the mainframe, isolated mm-hmm. the modulator, installed a fucking oh, yeah. capacitor, went 88 miles yep. an hour, went back in time, circled around, lightning thing with the boop and the fire on the road, and I disappeared and I came back and I was 1955 and it wasn't anymore and now I'm here. Boom. Tough af- tough acting tonight. <laughs> Oh, and he just missed the landing. Just missed it. Point just missed it. The judge is giving him a six point. 90, <laughs> Sorry about that, Chris. Ninety nine percent there, Chris. Ninety nine percent there. Oh, whatever. And you blew it whatever. at the very end. The stutter. Anyway, Matt, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> so that's what I like about this segment. I ask questions, and you never know where we'll end up. <laughs> you got that right. Right, so this next one, this is really just a, a short part of the question. How do you guys feel about Thursday night games now moving to Amazon Prime? I'm furious. Well, they've been on Amazon Prime, but this is the first yeah, year they're been. doing it exclusively, right? Yeah. Bunch of junk. Were they, they on it now? No. And I didn't know. Yeah, they were on it every Thursday. They've been there, yes. 
But I feel like in 2018, they were exclusively on Prime as well. And you could Mm -hmm. watch them through like the, like we use Yahoo as our fantasy sports app and you could watch it through there sometimes. You could do that. You could do that last year as well, Chris. Yes. But Thursday Night Football was on other networks last year too. I could watch mm-hmm. it on NFL Network, you know, like, or it was on Fox, you know, any, I don't know about Fox, but I feel like it was on other networks. Mm-hmm. Now it's exclusive and we're screwed unless you have Amazon Prime. And I think that's bologna sandwiches. They, I don't, I don't like it one bit. Okay. It might even be banana sandwiches as well. I'm flaming hot. Cheetos. <laughs> Mad. Well, I have Are Amazon you just Prime. Hoping for so... multiple sponsors when you say anything. No, he may just be hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't eaten in a while. But no, I have Amazon Prime, so I, I'm not looking to give it up. I mean, there's a lot of features of uh, Amazon Prime. Obviously, with now uh, Thursday Night Football, other TV shows, music, uh, delivery service. So it's it's good. It's worth it. Peter. Yeah, I mean. It's, you know, we're, we're all accustomed to streaming right now. It's, it sucks that it's not going to be on, you know, free TV anymore, but how much longer is broadcast TV going to last at this point? It, it so it was never on free TV. Like it was on free TV at the start of the season and then they get you hooked. And then by like the third game in, they pull it away. Right. And it was right. Only on I, I'm NFL sorry. I'm, network that you my bad. I, I was thinking more of like football on the whole, you know, I, I think that oh, yeah. it's probably going to go away from the major networks in like the next decade here. I think we're we're going to a place where it's all going to be streaming after a while. So it'll be like the WWE where like one show is on this cable network. The other show is on this cable network where in this case, Thursday night football is going to be on Amazon Prime and then Monday night football is going to be on Hulu or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It Sunday might go that be route. On Peacock. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that's baloney because I don't have Amazon Prime and it's like the only one I don't have. So I'm personally mad and would like to have a discussion with Amazon's Prime, Optimus Prime, probably, and just discuss like where this is going long term. For my I convenience want to levels, where this joke is going long. Yeah, <laughs> not a joke. We never know. Not a joke. <laughs> we never know. This is Matt. just we how my know. brain works. Okay? <laughs> interesting. So I got a follow up question to that. This is more interesting. So this is like following on the footsteps of football innovation, and I have a billion dollar idea that I want you all. I'm patenting this right now. This is a verbal patent for anyone listening. That if this idea ever gets produced, I don't, I don't think that works in court. Right to we'll, it, we'll see. Go ahead. And all revenue that comes from it will be mine. <laughs> and you guys, this is a recorded legal patent. Copyright. Matt gets answers. Yes. <laughs> so now that we got that out of the way, how cool would it be if they had cameras in the helmets of the players, and you got to choose which player you're watching the game from? So you could you could like see it from the quarterback's eyes, you could see it from a linebacker's eyes, the running back's eyes, and you could switch like from play to play. How awesome would that be? That'd be cool. Be cool, but it'd be really like choppy and rocky because it'd be bouncing around as they run. Oh yeah, you'd feel sick after watching it, but it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. There might be a lot of um, 
you know, things in the way, and like like Chris was saying, uh, choppy. Um, but it is unique when they get those those uh, those angles, those angles that you don't really accustom, you're not really accustomed to seeing. Did you guys see that one play where Matt Stafford uh, like threw a no look pass, and they had it from like this this other angle that wasn't on TV, and it looked even more spectacular from that angle. But uh, no, that that would be a, a really cool idea if they can, um, you know, uh, make sure that the camera is not shaky and you're not going to get dizzy while watching. But yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, man, I'm I'm down for any sort of uh, innovation that the NFL wants to put out there to get us kind of closer to the game because that's really what it's all about. But I, I see that helmet cam, and I'll I'll raise you a virtual reality helmet cam. Like you put on the goggles, and you're like there. You know what I mean? Um, I, I really think yeah. that's that would be cool. Some sort of just like immersive experience where you become the player and you just you kind of feel everything. They kind of what about that a- for. The NBA, it's not it's not from a player's yeah. perspective, but yeah, from the sideline side right around the right on the court, mm-hmm. you have that perspective, which which is pretty cool. Were you about to say something there, Chris? I was just going to say the same thing as Alex. You know that 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 would be even if even if they couldn't do player helmet GoPro style, you know, sideline from the from the view of a coach, you know, that'd be really cool too. I I mainly wanted to see what it would be like as the quarterback like you know you're watching on tv and it's easy to to say oh he should have thrown it there or why didn't he see like you know that coming but then once you see it like in real time from that perspective and you realize like how hard it is and it's all coming at you i think that'd be mm-hmm. fun that's that would have really been hilarious yep yeah if, if drew Brees was still playing at that time because he always had to lift his, his neck way up so the camera would be like up in the sky <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see, see the field at all <laughs> with drew Brees. Like, oh is that a bird <laughs> oh, no, that's the ball never mind you know who else did that was rex grossman which matt matt you're close personal friends with rex grossman from back in the day if i recall correctly you took a single picture with him once. yeah i've met him yeah that's dope we're, he's we're the besties. best he, you know, he always said, screw it, I'm throwing it deep, right? So, like, and he was a short guy. So I bet his would have been looking up and downfield at Bernard Berrien at all times. Same same number, always. Does not look size. away. Just <laughs> that tunnel vision straight just, at him. Double B. <laughs> Jersey color is, he's just yep. looking for that number. That's yep. all he's throwing. It's like, yep. there's, there's three defenders there, I'm still throwing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he got us to a Super Bowl. He did. No, he didn't. He was he there. Did. He didn't get us no, there. No, he did not. He was there. He was, great for, <laughs> he was great for six games. Shut up. Those were some impressive six games, though. They really were, they were. though. Props to him. I mean, they were like MVP-worthy games. Kyle Orkman. Orkman? <laughs> Don't you ever say that to me again, Peter. Kyle Orkman. Well, that you can he's, say. He's neckbeard. You ever say neck, if neckbeard, if you ever say neckbeard was better than Rex... I will drive the hundreds of miles to your house to slap you in the face. Sure, Chris. I've also met Kyle Orton. Neckbeard was He used better. to do this funny thing <laughs> where he would avoid people. He'd have headphones on, like those thick ones that like you guys have on. But there was back before they were wireless, so he had the cord to it. And mm-hmm, then my mm-hmm, friend mm-hmm. was like trying to talk to him. He's like, oh, you he can't hear me. He's like, no, it's okay. And then he like pulled up the cord. The cord was just like tucked into his pocket. It wasn't attached to anything. It's just <laughs> to like not talk to people. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. And he drove a Prius before Priuses were cool. He did. Are they now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my last question here. 
This one is, of course, theoretical, hypothetical, and just for fun. If you were invisible and on an NFL team, what position do you think would benefit the most from that superpower? Ooh. Safety. I mean, I'd yeah. be picking everybody off. Yeah, now, one. if you have the ball, does the ball become invisible too, or can it be? Is it visible? I've wondered about that. <laughs> I just don't see how the ball can turn invisible. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so you, so it's essentially if you're on offense, it's a floating ball. Yeah. Huh. The ball is so, so Matt, ridiculous, but not the person. So Matt, hi- hypothetically speaking, it's clearly believable if it's a person. Person and person's ball. clothing makes perfect sense. Matthew, hi- it's like the ball. how. The bridge too far. It's like how the Hulk's clothes rip when he grows, and then they still yeah. fit him when he shrinks. Well, that makes no sense. Uh, but Matt, <laughs> if Quite I chose the elastic to be, technology, right? If I chose to be a, an invisible wide receiver, would the quarterback be able to know where I am at all times, or would he be just as lost as everyone else? They would only know from communication and practice. They couldn't see you. It's just, could not see me. So I, I would choose. I, I'm going to go with defense as well. I'm going to go with linebacker to uh, to stack the quarterback. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go defense. Oh, linebacker is a good option. Yeah, because that's an excellent point. Because I mean, if nobody can see you, yeah, you just I can before the snap, you just walk back there and you wait for the quarterback to to drop back and just go. Whoops, <laughs> gotcha, sucker. It's like when you turn offsides off in Madden, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you do that? that? <laughs> I was about to say what? That. It's like, <laughs> Back in the day, that's you guys never funny. did that. You guys never no. messed with men and played without no. rules. No, oh, it's it all. can be so much fun. Sometimes. I would I would make it harder on myself and not easier. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just prefer having fun out there. Madden gave me the opportunity. Jeez. Just wait for the quarterback. Right I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. That's funny. What about you, Matt? What would you What would you do? I, yeah, I, there's really pros to both sides. Like I, I do see the huge benefits. If you're a defensive player, you can get interceptions. There's a lot of positions that would benefit. But then also, I think you could score more than you could pick off if you were a wide receiver and you just like knew exactly the random spot you were going to be in and like you worked that out with your quarterback like all week long, like run this play and stand on this that, this yard line right here. That is scary, though, <laughs> because if you're not where you're supposed to be, <laughs> it's an interception easy. <laughs> Into rumble. And you're just going to look rumble like Rex Grossman I think, out there. I think the yeah. safest well, thing is, is a sack, is an easy sack every play. But I see where you're coming from. Matt, it's I funny you asked that question because I actually I had a situation today where I accidentally drank some invisible. Yeah, I drank some invisible ink. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> I went by the hospital and I was just waiting for somebody to see me. You know, <sighs> that one was all Chris. Everybody, that was, that was all Chris. <laughs> Thanks for sending me that. Crickets. <laughs> You just have a book of these these jokes just waiting for any segue to go to them. They're just in my brain. <laughs> a lonely, lonely place. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> oh, mercy. Matt, that 
was beautiful. Any more questions for us today, sir? That is it. All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of Matt Gets Answers. Next week on the Hard Cap, I think we're going to talk some sports, some sports, and maybe some sports. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at the Hard Cap Cast. Once again, that's Twitter or Instagram at the Hard Cap Cast. Be sure to check out our lookout for Alex's uh, trivia question of the week on Twitter. Or if you need to email us, be sure to email us at thehardcappodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's thehardcappodcast at gmail.com. On behalf of Chris, Alex, and our special guest, Matt, my name's Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap. This is what Arnold would sound like if he was doing the um sounds. The be um with a little bit of um Wiki 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 wiki. Chill out, everybody. And then this comes in. This is the song from my home country. It is a very good song. And I like it. And it is really nice.